Welcome back to Real Talk with Rio and Murph, the most niche podcast on the internet. This week our sponsor is Crazy Elf. If you want crazy and want an elf, there's Crazy Elf. All right, on to the show. Murph, are you ready? Oh yeah, this is. I'm feeling festive, you know? That's right, week to go. Get in there. Did you get your Christmas shopping in? I've been uh, Amazoning it, so... Uh, some of it's still to do to, to arrive, but I'm I'm pretty much there. I'm I'm ahead of where I probably would be normally. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out which bottle of alcohol I'm gonna get for my brother. Probably the uh, unopened one would be my recommendation. Well, you gotta do the uh, you know the safety test, right? You gotta take a little sip. Yeah, but I don't think you're supposed to drink half of it and then top it back up with like water or something. <laughs> but I don't know about you. From what I'm seeing, there's not too much change from the trend of more and more people playing slow over the last few rounds what, what are your thoughts i think it's just easier right and then eventually you, you just have people doing what's easiest right like why take the tough road right that's full of black ops and god knows what when you could just fly under the radar and then just surface for a nice siesta mid-round right i again don't have uh, a full view so i've only seen some of the stuff but whenever you see temples and full mods and then op specs again you're just like okay these are literally all going to kill each other until just like one dominion or like one realms on top and then they're just going to hang on for dear life yeah i call those uh, a day 20 dime mine strap what do you mean by that most of these guys aren't going to have any dime mines or keep or anything right so by the time day 20 rolls around you'd be lucky to see any dime mines Oh, yeah, and to be fair, we used to have a strategy. We, we changed it recently, but we used to say no diamond mines before 2,000 land. Because whenever we try to bring it in a little bit um, before that, we, we found ourselves going a little bit too slow. So that used to be our thing, get to 2,000 land, then stop pouring them all in. But I think these days, more people bring them in. You know, as soon as you start hitting people for caverns, you don't want to rezone away from that if you're going to be rezoning back to it later on. Yeah, I'm with you, right? It's if you get that land type and you're gonna need it, you know, sooner than later, then you might as well just go ahead and bite the bullet and build. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I'm not surprised if, if that's what's going on, um, which probably seems to be the case. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's gonna be a runaway here, and uh, I think it's a high probability. What do you think? Yeah, again, um, I, I think if, if everyone's going this like really hard, super fast, almost it's like it's a do or die strategy, isn't it? It's all or nothing. Um, can't see people level pegging, and, and it looks like there's already kind of a, a slight lead um, approaching one or two hits ahead. So how anyone else can kind of like compete with that um, at this point, I just don't see it. I'm not sure if there's any semi-efficient races coming up. Um, you know, like Marfolk or, or Knox or anything like that. Um, or, or but if not, then then yeah, I, I think you're going to see see a runaway and then see what happens after that, whether there's explorers coming into range or whether they can just build up a big enough lead. And it looks interesting because it looks like, you know, it's going to be a realm runaway, right? Which are, and from your experience, how do those go? So we... We found it was actually quite competitive when, when we had, we did a, a similar strap in that we had a fast converter 
and three attackers, but we had two kobolds, and our idea was to just have those two just die off because we it was in a, a round where undead was really um, really strong. We knew it would be strong, so our whole set, like a whole idea, was just to launch the undead, let them try to run away, and then see what happened. But what we found is, once he got the lead, he built such a, an OP lead over people that he could then cover for us, and so we we all grew, and we just took turns hitting. Um, but there were enough explorers in our range that we just constantly had some people that we could attack, and um, and our offense was so much more than anyone else that that we're able to keep going. And I just don't know if there's a player base that's going to support that. You know, like I don't even know if, if bots now are going to be needed to grow into the land, like the the land size, um, for the runaways to even hit them. If not, it could just be a, a long, slow round. Yeah, you think it's going to peter out here towards mid round? Yeah, I, I can see it happening pretty soon. I think there's only going to be room for um, for a couple people within within a realm to to run away, and I just think there's too many there's too many people playing slow, and they're going to be quite happy to kind of sit out of range, you know, get their techs and get their imps in, um, wait till they're strong enough to then to join join the fun. Um, but we could find that the land sizes are just going to be much lower than we're used to. So you don't think this is going to be an 8k ramp? I don't think so. You know, I think to get to 8k rounds, you need to have quite a lot of like hit exchanges as well now, like people feeding on each other and just keep them growing, keep them growing, keep them growing. I loved last round in that how there was so much attacking the entire way through. It just doesn't seem like that's the case this time. You know, last round we had like four rounds really fighting out early on. This time it seems like two or three. Um, and then the mid round, there was always at least a couple people kind of like within a, within like a chance of doing it. It seems to be a different vibe this round. It, it seems to be like two rounds ago where the converters all dominated. Um, it's just this time there's no converters, so I don't know who's going to come up and take the fight to the fast attackers. You don't think there's any converters out here? Other than the one in the leading group, there doesn't seem to be anyone really like flying high at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find one too, but yeah, you're right. It just doesn't seem like there is. And then, you know, he's going to convert under all that OP, and that's going to be great. But then, I guess, where does that put you? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just, it may, maybe it's like too early to tell. Maybe um, my read on things might be a little bit off, but it just looks less interesting from my perspective at this point. Yeah, I, I think the mid game and late round will be exciting, right? And I mean, we're, we're, we do have a couple interesting little battles here, right? Like you got realm 10, you got realm 13. Could spice it up for him a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think there's going to probably be some kind of. You'd hope that there'll be something happening in the next week, um, just to keep things going and not peter out. But oh, we'll we'll just have to see. Yeah, but but I'm with you, right? Like once you've gone down the route of you know a couple thousand spec op, you already have a bunch of mods, right? Like you're really limiting yourself to what's coming and. You know, from my experience, right? You gotta, you gotta be prepared. You know, so I think the all-in strategies are just not going to work out that well anymore. Yeah, um, agree. And I think was one interesting thing is we've not had any wars yet, have we? Um, which we had. I think the last few rounds there seemed to be early wars in each round. 
Um, but I've yeah. not seen any yeah. of that. Well, I, th- I think a lot of people, if they're warring early, it's either to, uh, you know, usually to sink somebody if they brought in like a thousand specs, right? Or if you have a black op realm that wants to fireball some some poor bastard, then that's what we're seeing. But right now, we're not really seeing a lot of black op heavy realms, right? Yeah, so it seems to be uh, non-existent right now. Maybe it's because the fast attackers are moving too quickly, so nobody's really got a chance to to prepare for that. Um, I'm not seeing anything um, at the moment, and yeah, a little bit of a surprise that, that nothing's happened. Yeah, and and yeah, the range is going to be an issue, right? Exactly. Yeah, because you, you can't really do it with um, you can't do it with one. Even two is probably a bit of a stretch. You really need to have like uh, two two and a half people, um, like a third person to kind of do do a small share at least, but at least two heavily geared up for for it to do a, a big impact. Yeah, and, and you know, as we're speaking, right? <laughs> Realm ten just makes another hit, so that's right. Yeah, so stretching it out. So that's not bad, though. I want. I wonder how this compares, right? So we're gonna have you know a guy over two thousand acres, and it's day eleven. So I mean, that's pretty good growth. Yeah, just the the start of day eleven as well. So I rarely have a handle on how things compare to uh, rounds around. Uh, in terms of like land growth, I think it's probably pretty decent though. I think you're right. I think it is probably quicker than, quicker than usual. Things do seem to have kept on moving. Yeah, and I think you know part of that's with the bots, right? It's kind of helping everybody down in the mid tiers grow. So they grow in range, they get fed on, then vice versa, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, it will be interesting if they grow large enough that you know the second tier people are able to get involved in it as well. Um, I think at least third tier right now being able to make hits yeah so with that hit really it only puts only a handful of guys in his range right so he's already pretty much at the point where you know he's quote-unquote run away as a realm i guess too yeah and then uh, in this case is uh, you need to start to figure out how you're going to control uh, everyone else um, but yeah. i don't want to say too much <laughs> i don't want to give too much away um, with this, but maybe maybe in the next uh, couple of episodes I'll, I'll kind of talk through this point in the round um, and give a, a little bit of a view on how this compares to what I've done in the past. Well, you can almost kind of ballpark the ideas here, right? Like, you know, obviously, just looking at the names, you're dealing with two different packs in there. So there might be two different strategies that are going on as well, right? Yeah, perhaps, unless there's a little bit of trickery, you know, like you, you could have some uh, packs, and we've seen it in the past, where they'll have one of the, the random realmates join the pack theme, and then one of their actual pack will do something different. Oh, yeah, yeah, that could be. Could, could be a little bit of trickery. But to me, it's almost like, uh, you know, you're kind of seeing the strategy where they're going to try to pull ahead, and then I bet you, right, and this is just speculation because I don't know, but I bet you they're going to try and pull some some of their small teching converting guys up, right? Because I bet you there's some in there. I don't know for sure, but I almost can guarantee it. Yeah, and I think that's probably the only way that fast attacking really can win by doing that, by going out hard, taking control, and then bringing up one of your more efficient guys to, to take over. Yeah, so to me, that's a very interesting strategy. And... You know, it's going to be interesting to see how people deal with that, right? 
Like, do they just throw black ops on the small guys instead of the big guys like we're used to seeing? Or do they just try to target those guys with, uh, you know, hits? Or, you know, what's the plan to take them out? Because we've seen that, you know, there's going to be issues if you don't do anything. You just sit back and do nothing. Yeah, I guess it's up to the like the individual packs and realms uh, what decisions they want to do. You know, if they want to be involved and um, make their moves, especially if they think their round's over already, um, do something about it. Or if they're just going to play out their own rounds um, and just go for whatever finish they can. You know, last round, people targeted my pack right from the start. You know, we, we mentioned it before, like they, we had our troll just had under 24 7. Um, Swarms and then like earthquakes later on. Wonder if like if anyone's actually doing that kind of stuff now. If those kind of uh, if threats are being picked out already. Did they hit you guys at all, or was it just black ops? We didn't take any hits throughout the the early round. Um, it was right towards the end. It was past the halfway point. I think our first hit. But when we did the same strategy two rounds before that, we were getting um, like semi suicides and suicides. Hits that shouldn't have been happening on us did keep on happening on us. So we were a little bit more cagey with it last round. Um, but we've definitely, definitely seen it in the past a few times that we tried to slow strat and people do kind of target you with um, with dangerous hits. Yeah, and you're also dealing with, uh, you know, an element of crazy down, down there, right? Like, you don't know what's going to come out of the woodwork at you. Exactly, yeah. I mean, you'll often get an undead, we'll just... They'll see that you've made a, a hit in the town crier. They'll check you out, and they'll just, if they can, they'll just send everything at you and hit you, even though they're not safe and there's way better targets out there. It's just a case of, yep, good enough. Swing the hammer. Yeah, that's the that's the global town crier meta right there, right? Like, oh, what's new and flashy? And you know, I don't even know if any of these wonders that are out right now are very appetizing to most realms, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I think even if you don't have, you know, loads of tech for anything, it still works out to be pretty even with diamond mines. Um, to the point where whichever land type you get on, on your attacks, you can build either one. But I think if you do pick up especially the uh, the bank tech, the 15% addition, then it just gives you a little bit more flexibility with ore. But you also don't want to be the first realm to take the wonder. Because it almost guarantees somebody's going to war deck on you right away, right? For the prestige or for the wonder. One of the two. Exactly, yeah. I think generally if, if you're taken from, from zero, then you got to be prepared to take it back from whoever comes after you for it. Yeah, because I know my realm in the past, we've done that. And it's just like, you know, give it five hours and you've got one or two war decks on you. Yeah. I think we've not even, um, other than, you know, having like a, few smaller guys randomly taking one. Um, we typically wait because we like to have that prestige. Yeah, there's definitely an incentive to declare war once somebody has taken it. But, you know, it's almost to the point where it's like you, you kind of have to wait until, you know, you can take it in one wave from round zero if you want it, right? Exactly, yeah. By the way, I love that uh, sponsor. A crazy elf. Yeah, what a what a great sponsorship right there. If anyone's willing to pay, then we'll uh, we'll take it. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're crazy and an elf, right? You are, or you're looking for it. You know who to call. <laughs> 
He's just missing that like you know one eight hundred number really. And I noticed he's been uh, he's been piping up on the the message board recently as well, getting his name out there. What's that uh, social media advertising? He's gonna be uh, he'll be the face of uh, of Dominion in no time. Yeah, he's gonna have that Instagram right. Gonna be posting all the time. That's it. And then he'll have those uh the, the blue check marks all over the all over his social media. And so I know a couple people there for our last podcast were asking me why we weren't able to get anybody um from Piranha's realm in there. Do you wanna touch on that? Uh yeah, so so we had um we had planned to have Nate on um on the show. With um but with time differences it was a little bit hard to organize. Um Especially because we had three zones, it was you know myself, UK, yourself, Canada, and then uh, then him, Australia. We did set a couple of times up, but just scheduling, um, it was it was just really difficult. So so there were a couple of times we tried to to get it organized, but just couldn't. Um, so so unfortunately, we just yeah, just didn't work out to be able to to get him on. But he was definitely willing to come on and uh, and, and tell the story. Um, so yes, yeah, so just apologies. We just um just couldn't get it together yeah which is a shame because i'm sure the story that he was going to tell was going to be uh you know a lot of fun right because from their perspective they would have seen things in a totally unique way which would have been you know a lot of fun for us to to hear about but you know them's the break sometimes right that's it yeah we're all busy We, we can't all get in the same room you know thanks to covid so uh it is what it is yeah, really, it's COVID's fault. So with it being so uh, so early in the round, there was um, there was a couple talking points that that people had mentioned to me before the round that they'd like to kind of mention um, or like us to talk about in terms of you know if you're new to the game um, or you maybe played a couple of rounds but you're not sure what to do um, in terms of. Should you look to join packs? Should you go solo and, and hope to kind of find an experience pack? Just that you're going to random with what? What strategies do you pick? You know, do you explore, convert, fast attack, tech? What's best to do? Um, so just to, wanted to, to ask you what your kind of opinions are, or what would you say to people maybe in the, the second or third round? What kind of strategies or, or advice you'd give to them? For those kind of folks. I think, you know, going any kind of fast attacking race, uh, unless you really have the time to do it and the direction from a couple seasoned people that know what they're doing, I would heavily avoid that because you're really only in for a round of pain if you go down that route. So when people ask me for my advice, I just say, you know, pick something efficient, right? And, you know, do something straightforward, right? Like, you know, a troll run some dime mines. Maybe if you want to throw some techs in there, you know, I think that's the easiest thing to do. Just build smashers. That's all you need to do, right? You build one unit and you just keep plodding forward. And at the end of the day, you're going to be very strong, right? No matter what you do, you can't really screw up a troll. Exactly. And even, uh, even experienced players, you know, I said, when I played troll and when Gossier played troll, I said, just the fact you only have to do smashes is brilliant because you don't have to try to time, when you're going to be going for offense, when you're going to go for defense, do you need to mix it in a little bit? You know, do you go 50-50? Do you do a few hours of one, a few hours of the other? 
you just do smashes, just constantly doing smashes. Then it's a case of, you know, you train, you release, or you maybe stock some plat, train a whole load, um, and release drafts whenever you don't need them. Yeah, that's by far the easiest road to take, you know, because then you're not messing about. Because I know from my experience, right, it's it's often hard to kind of time it correctly, right? Because most races you're building either offense or you're building defense. But the beautiful thing with the hybrid smasher unit is you're building both and you're building it efficiently. So you have that flexibility and that time, right? You don't have a time constraint. You're just like, okay, well, I guess can't make a hit. I'll just build, build another smasher, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think moving away from troll, I think there's, uh, there's definitely some timing issues with, with other races, but I think you're right to say keeping it simple is probably the easiest thing. So if you can pick some races where you can essentially just do train only elites um, and not worried about the specs, you know, beyond like first day, um, you know, like Nox is a good example because the units are both pretty decent. Um, human would be the same. You can just just train only elites um, and keep your keep your build fairly simple as well. I think you need to be kind of like too flashy. You can essentially pick which buildings you wanna you wanna stick with and just go with them, um, and keep it keep it really simple. So you know you can avoid mods early, unless you're trying to get a little bit of speed and just get your either your techs or your diamond mines up and rolling and, and your population as high as you can with with homes. Yeah, and that's exactly it. You want your land to work for you. You don't want to work for your land, right? So anybody carrying any percentage of temples. And you're not hitting often, right? You should really consider getting rid of those temples for a building that's going to do something for you, like diamond mines, something productive. Yeah, I think that's right. I think in most rounds, other than temples for for protection, I probably don't build anymore until the very end. So I'll just stick with you know like whatever like my forty or my forty five. That's all you'll see on me um, throughout the round when when I'm attacking most of the time. So um, generally, temples are a bad idea. For most people, particularly if you're you're a beginner. Yeah, and for me, I I approach it a slightly different way. Um, I usually just use them for the first day after out of protection if I'm still attacking, and then I get rid of them immediately, right? Because if I'm just gonna sit there, they're not doing anything for me, right? So I just put them into some productive use, usually diamond mines or schools, if I'm choosing to tech, and you know, basically just kind of you want to structure your build early so that it gives you those gains that you're going to want in the mid and the late rounds, right? You don't want to be carrying mod buildings if you don't have to be, right? And you shouldn't be carrying really any kind of mod building if you're teching and converting because there's really no point. You want to pour that stuff on towards the end of the mid round when it really starts to provide the bonuses for you after you get all your raw numbers high enough. Yeah, definitely. I think once you're rolling, that's when you can kind of start to to, to put them in. Um and I think generally, um, even if I'm if I'm teching, I'll usually maybe throw in some like guard towers, and I'm getting hills. But other than that, I'll just I'll just keep rolling with just um, with raw, raw military. Yeah, that's got to be your focus, right? Especially if you're going slow, you want you want your raw numbers. If you're going fast, obviously, you know having some mods isn't going to hurt you. Um, but it will hurt you if you're entering into a phase of the round where it's a grind and you're maybe only hitting every two or three days, then you're really going to notice it and you're really going to start to slow down. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think typically you're going to tell most people to avoid mods. Um, 
really I, I kind of see it's mods are kind of like a sprint building and I think the only times to really sprint are if you're trying to get out the gates early on um, get out on top or right at the very end where you you know you're coming into as high a land finish as you possibly can get but we can also see like the over sprinting sometimes right where you know you, you have these guys that are 20 percent guard towers 20 percent griffiness 10 percent temples right and it's like day 15 and you're like okay well where do you go from there right like you pretty much just sign your own death warrant so i would i would caution against going too heavily modded if you choose to fast attack you kind of want it a nice balance of mods not not to overextend yourself right like they always say you know don't put all your eggs in one basket yeah you're right i can't remember the last time i saw somebody that heavily modded on top you know most of the time you see that somebody's gonna their population will be like under ten thousand. they'll be right hanging in there until they get killed off completely yeah they're perfect fodder for the people that are coming up through the round right because they're not going to go anywhere <laughs> right Yep, and we'll we'll probably see that again this round, I expect. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't know if we're going to see a lot of wars early. Like, I kind of feel this is the type of round where you're going to see wars um, in the mid-game. I think that's when a lot of people are going to start flipping over their cards and be like, you know, this is what we're going to do, and this is our option, and boom, let's go for it, right? Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, interesting to see who who kind of comes up first. Um, I mentioned it at the in the last episode. You know, everyone can play very efficient. It's an easy way to get a good finish. But if you want to win, you still need to be amongst the leaders of those efficient people. Um, so you can't just kind of hang back, hang back, hang back. You really kind of need to get moving at some point. And quite often, uh, the most efficient or the the efficient winner is actually the person who's kind of got there first. So they're actually like the fastest of the slow guys, um, so to speak. They're kind of like the first ones to kind of hit the wall of getting into range of the runaway or kind of top tier. Yeah, like the first mover's advantage, right? Exactly, yeah. And it's always a case of, you know, the reason that tends to happen is once you start getting the land in and start a land lead over other people, your population starts to grow and grow and grow. And really, the game is all about, uh, it's basically about income. Whoever can have the highest income for the longest time, typically going to win. When when the slow races start out early on, they're going to be behind. So there's going to be a gap kind of increasing. But then once they start catching up, you need to have the uh, income gap over all the, the slow people above you in order to catch up with them. You know, if you're still, if you're on 40k, peasants the top doms on 40k peasants as well you're not really making many inroads um until you keep growing yeah at that point you just play into your efficiency and you'll catch up no matter what you do if you play an efficient race you will catch up well that's what i'm saying as long as you're in amongst the the top people the, the guys that are slower so if you're a troll and there's two or three trolls or even one troll ahead of you if they've got a 200 land lead and you're equally efficient, it's going to take a lot of luck to bridge that gap. And, and you also got to look at it from a tactical point of view where, you know, if you're a troll and you're looking real good and you're moving up through the rankings, well, when's the best time to deal with the troll, right? It's going to be early and mid-game. 
Because if you wait to the late game, then the writing's already on the wall. So you kind of have to be formulating your strats and let them evolve as the round goes, right? Yeah, there's always going to be that, that element of um, flexibility. And you can even say, you know, sometimes it's, it's nice to have a bit of a meat shield. Um, somebody who looks a little bit stronger. We, we've seen it in the past where somebody who's looked really good has been taken out with, with black ops or a suicide or so. And then somebody with the same strat who is actually looking worse than them suddenly just pops up into that gap and goes on to win. Yeah, you usually see that early too with, you know, the fast races, right? Because, you know, you're going to draw all that attention. You're going to get the black ops for sure. But we're not seeing it this round, and I don't think we will. Right? I heavily doubt there's going to be a realm that's going to war uh, realm 10 anytime in the near future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any. Um, there's not really any opportunity to, and it doesn't look like there's any appetite to. Yeah, and and I guess you also don't want to be in that situation where you know they get a plus five percent war bonus against you, right, or OP bonus because they're top OP, and then you're going to give top OP another five percent bonus. You know, for a lot of people, that's that's a tall order. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you really need to make it worth it to uh, to give that away, and that means really, really cripple someone before they got a chance to kind of restructure their their dom to to defend against it. And you know, early early on here before the round started, there was a lot of talk like, oh, you know, Lycanthrope's just going to be dominating and yada yada yada. But you know, as we can see here, there's literally, literally, only one player that chose Lycanthrope, right? Only one. Yeah, um, and it's interesting because sometimes that's what you want, you know. I'm sure he was quite happy to see that because it means, you know, that lack of competition from, from anyone else doing the same thing is brilliant. It means that you don't have to compete against somebody else that fast. So um, sometimes just the luck of the draw and, and what a lot of people will see as strong, um, but clearly didn't didn't pan out. And I, I don't know if it was because of the, the late changes that happened with the Converts, but that didn't seem to be that much of a change in in my mind. Yeah, I think it was just the spec OP cost for Lycanthrope, if I remember correctly. And that's the way uh, what you pushed for quite heavily. Yeah, because I think personally, you know, the specs, you know, if you're running fast, you don't want to have a lot of specs ever. And once you get over, say, 2,000 specs, it's too many specs, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I really hate how that was becoming more of a trend um, in le- in recent rounds. Um, it just stifles everyone on top. It really kind of does set things up for more efficient people later on. Yeah, it just makes it so much easier for the converters and the techers to come through once you're, you know, going 5,000 spec OP or whatever, right? Like, just it's just ridiculous. So one of the things that somebody else brought up recently was... Um, and Kachiro, his uh, one of your old Bulgarian friends, he was talking about how one of the the best things about the game is when there's lots of fast attacking because it really kind of it makes you it draws you in. You're more interested in playing it, kind of fully committed. You know, you you're waking up early, you're staying up late, you're doing all this kind of stuff. And I kind of agree in that it's so casual to not play fast attacking. I would love for there to be some changes made to make fast attacking the most enjoyable way to play the game. So 
one of the things we talked about was like maybe saying bots that come out of protection should be on like land defense or you know not the landmine ones because so you need people to still take ops but why aren't they on land dp because that's what all of the old kind of the farm accounts and all the, the beginner accounts used to be so that's why so many people used to attack straight out of protection whereas now you know most people go quite high land and maybe hit one bot that, that that's it nobody's really doing like four or five hits anymore i don't know what what are your thoughts on that well i know um the round that you guys played your two kobolds right and your undead and the goblin uh me and cody we uh were the top two land attackers out of the gate i was a gnome and he was a troll yeah, I remember that. Like, how, how did you go about that? Was it were you heavily modded or low land, or what did you do then? Uh, well, that was the first true round of where we saw attacking develop, right? And we were just in a prime spot where he had a shit ton of brutes, and I had a shitload of suicide squads, and I was just gonna tee. I was actually gonna tee off on one of your kobolds, right? But then we saw that um, you know it's you can gain so much more land by feeding off these attackers, right? Because they were essentially leaving land defense. So I think I got over 300 land out of protection. So I, if I remember correctly, I think me and him were like the two largest guys, like 12 hours or 24 hours out, right? It was it was hilarious to see. Yeah, I definitely remember it being uh, 12 hours out. I, I don't think you were uh, the largest 24 hours out, though. Well, I know you. one of you little assholes hit me. Yeah, that was me again. Yeah, so, you know, I owe you. Yeah, but if we're, we're running a tab, I think you owe me quite a few. <laughs> well, maybe this is the round where I can cash in, eh? Like I say, I give plenty of opportunities. Well, I guess we'll just have to see about that. So what are your thoughts? So did you, I mean, that was phenomenal when I saw you. You really did. You went from like 600 land to 900 land or something back then. I'd really oh, yeah. kind of like to see that again. Yeah, that was fun. And, you know, I'd, I'd like to see that too because really that's what you want to see. You want to see growth. And, you know, and the from what we used to have in Classic, yeah, you used to go for pretty much three or four hits. I would say the average is what I would always get, three or four hits out of protection, which means, which translates into about 200 acres or so. So you'd be around 600 acres, you'd make your two hits, get into the 800s, right? And then go from there. Yeah, I'd really love to see again. And I think if you can get people, like if you can encourage people to do that right out the gates, then you're going to get more people actually sticking with the attack in early round. Um, you might get a few people, you know, kind of playing the efficient strategy where they'll, they'll just do those three or four hits then, then release all their offense and then just explore and convert later on, which I think is a perfectly valid um, plan. Like you still see some people doing that, but I think, Getting more people attacking early just makes the game so much more interesting. You know, the more people that are having to kind of figure out what everyone on top's doing, you know, what's safe, what's not safe, what could be safe, but then you have to worry about A can hit B and then C might be able to get involved. That just makes the game way more interesting than really just kind of looking at one or two realms with top offense, and that's it. Yeah, and that's what it comes down to, right, is... The game is always more fun when you see more people taking risks. Yeah, and that's what I really enjoyed about last round. Um, the big hit exchange that happened was fantastic. And just the, the competition on top was brilliant. I think we might end up really losing out on that this round. So 
I know it's quite early already, but I'd already be looking at what could we do to encourage more of the same as last round, the next round. Yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough balance to walk, right? Yeah, and you don't ever want to, you don't want to make it so that you have to be a fast attacker to win. Um, I've never really been about it being the only way to win. I do actually strongly agree or think that fast attacking should be the majority of winners because they're generally the hardest to, to do. So the people that have done it are generally the, the best players. But I think converters should have a chance of winning under the right circumstances. Um, slow racers should have a chance to win under the right circumstances. And even explorers, you know, they're elves able to manage everybody else to let an explorer get away. I think they should win as well. Um, I just think right now, fast attackers don't have a chance. Yeah, I would rate it like the chances of winning the round. I would say converters or techers, right? I kind of lumped them into the same group. I would give them about a 70% chance to win. I'd give 15% to a fast attacker and 15% to an explorer. That'd be my spread right now, just looking at things. Just in this round specifically? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even give a fast attacker one. I, I think it could easily come from that realm. Um but I think it's it's more likely to be um, be somebody within their realm, but not one of the fast attackers. If it is going to be somebody that wins, yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Because when you have you know you're going to have three or four people competing over a single hit, because you're going to be in a situation where you know maybe only one guy joins range, right? Well, only one guy can hit him, so that means the other three are going to sit there just foaming at the mouth, right? Yeah, and when uh, when we were did it with our, our four way breakaway, we found that one race can easily out compete another race. You know, whether it's cheaper troops or you just get a much bigger population. So that top person drives up the defenses for everybody. Um, so the one with the the weaker training ability ends up having to like bottom feed for a while just to keep up, or they have to wait a few days, and um, they just end up falling behind that way. And I think that's a good point. I think we're definitely going to see some heavy bottom feeding coming from them. I would say in the mid round. Yeah. It's really going to be the only way that you can, um, you need to get landed somehow and just hope that you've got a large enough population, good enough income to be able to build on it. You really have to build on it regardless. Um, this is whether the, the bottom feeding is going to be worth it long term. Um, if you can build it decently enough, really don't think you're going to have much choice. And that, that, yeah, and you know we've already seen a couple exciting hits, right? We've seen Realm Ten take a couple of hits there already, right? So, you know, I and mean, maybe that time has passed now, where the likelihood of that happening more is is probably a lot less now as we move into the as we go towards the mid round. That's it. Yeah, I, I think the there was one great hit, but it seemed to come out of left field. Um, they 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 tagged someone, and then I think it was a day later that that person basically retaliated on them and it looked like a just a giant suicide but from what i saw like i think they were only hit back once maybe i don't think it was um a, a range issue i think it was just a well-timed hit yeah and i don't even think they were retailed by that realm they hit into either okay uh i think that's about all we've got time for um today um Thanks again, as ever, for, for joining me. I think it was a good conversation. It's, it's always interesting um, when we're doing these at different times in a round, just because there's different stuff happening, there's different things to talk about. 
and, and we'll just have to see how this round, round goes. But do you have any closing comments? I just want to wish everybody, you know, happy holidays. Stay safe out there. Thanks. And uh, yeah, ditto. Um, hope everyone has a, a good festive period, whatever you're doing, wherever you are. And uh, yeah, like you say, stay safe. Weird times that we're, we're in right now. Thank <laughs> you.